And when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, it was looking right back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints. They are up there. Welcome, everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot Podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Um, hi, my name is Chase. I'm from North Carolina. And uh, this is my encounter. So in Georgia, in the rural area of Georgia, near a few black swamps, I'm over there and doing what the herpetology field calls herping, which is looking for reptiles and amphibians. I am not in the herpetology field. It's just a field study. Um, but I, I was just there for mostly the hobby, mostly just for fun. So it's hot in Georgia. I'm walking through a very dense area. Um, and not too far ahead of me, there's a stream. So I go over to the stream, looking for different animals in the stream. And while I'm looking in the area, I see a humanoid-like reflection, like shape of a head and shoulders, right up above me. So I'm about seven feet down into the stream, and I'm crouched down, and I can see the, the head, so the reflection. It's broken up, obviously, from the stream itself. But nonetheless, there's a there's something there looking at me. Obviously, this deep in the woods, you really don't want to take too many chances. So my paranoia got the better of me. I grab a rock, spin around, and there's absolutely nobody there. Um, I cannot emphasize how dense it is in this part of Georgia. So eventually, just for my own sanity, I get out of denseness and go over to this open area where there's a bunch of pine trees. Um, very common in Georgia. There's pine trees just in scattered areas with a lot less vegetation. So I go sit down next to the tree and maybe not too long later, five, five to 10 minutes later, about 30 feet to my left, I look over and again, still a little on edge between whatever I saw back there and the always the potential black bears in there in the area. Uh, a figure just walks across and I'm looking at it and not completely understanding what I'm seeing. It's not like it's mystical or anything. There's no feeling I got. I'm just like, what's that dude doing? Cause it wasn't huge. It was just odd looking. It was about six foot five. So my height, not the nine, 10 foot, you know, units you hear about. And that's another thing. It wasn't even an incredibly muscular animal. This was just a regular, not regular, obviously, not definitely not human, yeah. <laughs> but it was just a a lean animal. So I'm looking over, I see it, and I shout hey at it. Cause I'm thinking, again, it's just a guy. And like but it looks at me, clearly not a guy. And uh the first thing that I noticed about this thing that immediately made me go, Oh, that's not human are its eyes. 
whenever people ask me what's the first thing you notice, it's eyes because its eyes were massive. I can't emphasize this enough. Just two massive dark eyes looked right at me, and it sent chills down my spine. <laughs> Just looking at this thing, its brow moves, and almost the expression on its face it went like, oh, hey. Like, it didn't have a smile or anything. It just kind of acknowledged my presence. Didn't have an odd step or anything. Arms a little longer than mine, maybe. They were pretty hidden in the grass, so maybe about my length, but it, it just looks at me, keeps going. It didn't, like, quote-unquote, disappear or anything. Like, I literally watched this thing walk over a ridge and walk away. It wasn't any magical feeling or anything, just another whatever it was. That's when I grabbed my stuff and got the hell out of there because I, I didn't know what it was. But this was after um, another incident. So, but Before we move on to that, I want to ask you, Chase, had you ever heard of, of Bigfoot or, or Sasquatch before that? Like, Did you know it you know, after, after you had time to calm down and get out of the area? Did, did you know, did you, did you figure it out what, what that was? So, yeah, and yeah, most people know about in the area it's there's actually a few reports like a woman claiming she heard gorillas one night and you know my friend is a very avid quote-unquote sasquatch researcher not going to give his way his name um he always told me there's them in the area but yeah i didn't know what they were i kind of had put two and two together and to this day i'm still in a little bit of denial about it because if I post pictures of it, even on certain, you know, Sasquatch forms, they'll be like, oh, well, this isn't the standard. Like, this isn't what the creature exactly looked like. Like, this isn't what they're known for, you know? Like, yeah. not the big, burly beast. Like, it's just, I I call it tall chimp, essentially. Like, that's why I always call it just a slang I gave this thing. And to this day, even a little denial that, oh, it's just an escaped primate, but it's not your average chimp. Like the face is very different from a chimp. So it, it actually, it, it kind of just decided to ignore you and, and continue on with, with whatever it is it was doing. Pretty much. It didn't pay much attention to me. My theory was it saw me earlier. It already knew I was in the area. Most animals know when humans are in the area. Anyways, deer know you're there. Uh, most birds know you're there immediately. And if this thing hasn't as, as is as anywhere as intelligent as let's say minimum a chimp then it already knows that i left tracks i left signs i broke limbs stepped on grass like my scent was in the air it knew i was there so when i shouted at it i'm sure it's just making sure i'm not you know charging at it or something but it ignored me it just kept going it really didn't want anything to do with me yeah 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 I think that's um, Sasquatch in general. They really don't want much to do with people. But, you, you know, you mentioned its eyes. Now, everybody always has this one thing about Bigfoot that, you know, kind of sticks out for the Like with my own sighting, it was the size of its hands. Uh, but you mentioned its eyes. Right. I, I know it's kind of hard to, to describe, but could you compare it to something? Was it like, like or, or even describe how big the eyes were? Like, were there pupils? Were there whites? Could you see the whites of the eyes? Anything like that? So I couldn't see the actual whites in the eyes till it made the, and air quotations here, um, expression. So that's when they kind of, you know, gave me that look like, oh, hey, 
but it's where the white in our eyes are. It was much darker there, which I have a theory for that, why its eyes are so big in the first place. But it, at least double the size of ours, maybe more. It's enough that makes you notice it because I don't know if you ever notice how some people just have a distinct feature that sticks out to you that makes you go, huh, they're odd looking or how they're interesting looking like that one feature. And that's kind of what it felt like looking at here. Cause it felt human, like, but in the sense that like you look at a orangutan or a chimp, like how it feels human, like it felt human, but eyes just were off. So if I had to give a good estimate, maybe obviously on the outside, a little bigger than the golf ball, maybe about that size. Yeah. That's still pretty big. Like just a pair of enormous eyes. Yeah, and because obviously not nothing insane, like we're not talking about alien eyes here, but, you know, just a pair of very big eyes for some reason. Yeah, and, and then after you, it decided to walk away and just kind of ignore you, did did you tell anybody or did you report it to anybody? Or Yeah, so, well, as I'm running, because, mind you, I sat there for a second, really comprehending for a second, it, it was kind of reminding me of, a lot of my first black bear encounter, like sat there for a second, like, whoa, I just saw that. But so this was less excitement and more like, what was that? <laughs> you know? And um, so I ran, I'm running again. It's hot. I'm finally out of breath. And this is kind of when it started to sink in a little bit. So the first thing I do, obviously, is call my friend. I tell him what I saw. It's about maybe six miles away from where we camped and had our quote-unquote encounter um and he was ecstatic like seriously he never saw one um he's only ever seen uh i think it's called thermal imaging of them okay and eye shine from them and so he's never seen one out during the day and he was ecstatic and obviously you know you you don't go around telling people oh you saw a sasquatch Unless, you know, you know, they're a little more open-minded to things. Uh, my <laughs> yeah. family, for the most part, rolled their eyes. They're like, oh, you just saw a bear walking by. And it's like, yeah, cool. I'm not too butthurt about the fact that you think I'm lying, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I didn't tell too many people, actually. It's more just something I kind of kept to myself. And once I found that there's, like, you know, Bigfoot communities out there, with, you know, people who are really open-minded to these things. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to share my encounter. I'm fine. Because uh, I posted a picture on Reddit not too long ago. I got a lot of messages for it. Not all the kindness, but a lot of um, really good messages. They're like, this is really cool. Like, you know, things like that. Or like, welcome to the club. Like, you finally saw one. You know, we're not crazy. You know, things like that. So it's definitely really cool. Yeah. But I, yeah, haven't told too many people whatsoever. I want to get. I want to ask you a few more questions beyond your your sighting chase, but I want to ask you as well. Now you mentioned that it didn't look like a typical Sasquatch. Now a typical Sasquatch we all know is a you know eight or nine feet tall, look kind of the conical head, all that kind of stuff. But what what made this one stick out to you that that said you know this isn't like another Sasquatch that you know they're are typical well, in you know the forums and and such like that. Like what was different about it? Yeah. So, well, I meant more like what people have said, like people always told me what they look like and what they're supposed to look like. And 
at the end of the day, it always kind of dialed down to either Patty, the Paterson film, or, and I mean, no disrespect to anybody, Harry and the Hendersons. I kid you not. Because <laughs> either way, it devolved to a red, <laughs> a red-haired animal with a conical head, which totally possible. Like, you know, orangutans look pretty ridiculous in their own right, to be fair. And the gorillas have conical heads. I'm sure these two, it's just a sagittal crest. Like, yeah. And Patty, obviously, this is a creature that how many people have seen, supposedly? And, I mean, there's a disrespect with that whatsoever um, to anybody out there. But, and, you know, how many people have seen a creature that looks like Patty? But when I tell people what I saw, they're like, huh. So I can only go off what other people have said. And basically some of the biggest things are it's height. It's too small to be a Sasquatch. And, you know, mind you, I went into this being a skeptic, like a little bit of skeptic to this day, a little bit of skeptic with some things that we can address later. Um, But to this day, like they say it's too small. And that always bothered me a little because do you think, Patty just gives birth to another seven foot to eight foot animal. <laughs> That's not how growth works. <laughs> so that always kind of bothered me. But you know, besides that ridiculous notion, um, yeah, I yeah. guess the things that sticks out to most people is how it looks. Some people say, "Oh, it looks too much like a primate," and yeah, in reality, it looked more like a primate. Like, yes, it looks. I say it looks human. But in the same way that we look at a chimpanzee and go, oh, that looks human. And I talked to a couple of biologists online. Um, and so Sasquatch, I would say bears. And they would say that certain species, uh, depending on where they're in the country, look different. So given that a lot of the people I saw, like I just saw um, the area you call from, and no wonder it's so cold <laughs> up there. Um <laughs> it would make sense that the Sasquatches up there look different from the Sasquatches down here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the bears, for example, Kodiak bears live there or in that area. Grizzlies live in that area. Black bears live here. Hell in certain parts of uh, the South, black bears don't even hibernate. So that kind of lets you know how big of a difference it is between those two species that evolved from a similar species. So, with that in mind, there's no doubt in my mind that potentially there's two different types of Sasquatch, maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Uh, but sorry, went away from a question with a rant. No, it's okay. Uh, mostly okay. the height, the fur, or hair, um, and just the face. Like people always say they look more human. And yeah, if that's what you saw, that's what you saw. I'm not going to doubt you. But what I saw looked like a cross between a human and a chimp. That's what it looked the most like. Even had chimpanzee stubble on its chin with more beard, obviously. Like, it had a lot of hair on its shoulders, its its face, which is something I know is pretty common with other Sasquatch sightings. People mostly just say the head or the face is different, the hair is different, and that these animals look more like a primate or that my encounter looks more like a primate when most of them look like humans. Pretty much it, to be honest. Nothing. Yeah, I always wondered the difference between, you know, the Bigfoot here and the Bigfoot, you know, down in your area, like, for instance. I mean, I, I would think that yeah, the Sasquatch exactly. 
Yeah, the Sasquatch here, I would imagine, would have a thicker skin and much more hair, rather than, you know, the, the ones down right. south would probably be a lot thinner skinned and a little less hair, you know, and to deal with the heat that goes on down there. But I, I, I don't know for sure. It's just kind of a, exactly. a questions that I have as well. So I, that's why I love hearing about other people's descriptions, um, you know, all around the continent, basically, is because, you know, none of them are exactly the same. So, uh, I, which me, makes me think that, no. you know, th these creatures are, are just like us in the terms of, you know, everyone looks different, you know, so not two, no, no two are really alike. Yeah, so. biodiversity. Yeah, yeah. Now, this, no, exactly. This really got you into the Bigfoot world, didn't it? So this is, this is more what got me set into the stone. Um, I had an idea that there was something out there really weird. Um and again, we'll get to those encounters, that, that encounter later, but I had an idea and also have something called common sense. Like, according to PBS, there's a little map online. Um, there's over 3,000 sightings in the United States. Take away 2,000 of those sightings, say it's a bear, and you know what? Take away 500 <laughs> more and say that 500 people, somehow 500 people are lying. You got 500 people that saw something incredible. And that alone is worth researching. That alone is worth looking into. The footprints, the videos, the, the pictures, like blurry or not blurry, like people are seeing something. So it wasn't, it would just be disrespectful of me to go up and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to disregard every single bit of that because I think it's silly. You, you just can't do that. You can, but it's disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. How long after your encounter did you really start getting into researching the, these creatures? So we were researching a little before the encounter, actually. Um, and right now we're actually planning more, more in-depth trips in different parts of the country, uh, mostly the United States. Uh, we hope to hit up the Yukon one day. That would be great. But um, <laughs> for now, it's just East Coast, the South, and parts of uh tennessee and the appalachia obviously because there's a lot of weird stuff there so the research beforehand was mostly um camping and just doing different calls in the wood wood so if you're all right i can uh go into like the first encounter that i consider an actual encounter oh yeah for sure please please do um so this was mind you still a skeptic uh huge not a huge skeptic, but like I said, you got to go into things with open mind, and I always try to, my best. And I never took my friend to be a liar, and he's never said he saw anything outrageous. So I always uh, gave nothing but respect, and he has a few degrees in uh, biology, which is why I won't give his name out. Don't want to ruin his quote-unquote reputation. But um, yeah, he definitely uh, knows what he's talking about. So. A few miles away from where I saw my sighting, I'm in this area because this is a great area for snakes in general. Like I said earlier, herpetology and or herping. And um, so we're in this area and it's about late spring, still warm as hell in Georgia. It's Georgia, it's hot, it, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, we're in this area and we decide to camp out on the edge of a forest so this will become really important later so we're on the edge of a forest around us it's like a oblong oval 
there's no trees except behind us mostly. So as we're there, the entire day was pretty much looking for tracks, which we potentially found some, but we couldn't make any casts. Obviously, there was no exposed mother dirt. It was a pretty dry day or dry week in Georgia. So we're, we go sleep camping, you know, doing what bros do, you know, just go sleep. Uh, my friend, he's up all night <laughs> for good reason. So maybe around midnight, he warns us all that he's going to play some power monkey calls um, off as a speaker. We're used to it at this point. Remember, this is maybe our third time doing this. So we're all a little used to it now. It's about pushing midnight, I believe. So he starts playing the Howard Monkey calls. No responses. Uh, not right away anyways. So maybe about 1 a.m. Uh, our first response. And th that sent shows up your spine right there. But again, a skeptic, I'm thinking fox, coyote, <laughs> anything. Then another one came from behind us. This is when we all start to wake up a little because he's getting a little excited. He's like, oh, cool. They're here. They're here. <laughs> and um, so. What, what was, I'm sorry, Chase. I don't mean you to interrupt. Hear a thunk. Uh, I'm sorry, Chase. I don't mean to interrupt, but what was the noise that you guys heard? What was the response that you, you got back? So it didn't sound like a Howard monkey. It sounded, which is weird that they even responded <laughs> in the first place, if that's what they responded to. Um, it was a scream. Like it was just a blood curdling borderline deep scream. Oh. And we got but the interesting was different pitches from each side. So that kind of let you know that well, besides the fact they're like a good bit apart, <laughs> that they're different individuals. So I I couldn't reproduce a scream even if I wanted to. I don't want to break your speaker. <laughs> but, um <laughs> it was very loud and and uh oh god yeah. that, that was scared of how out you yeah i've actually heard heard the screams before like uh, at least in my own area but yeah and i, I do apologize for cutting you off but pl please continue you, you left off and you guys no no with... no like it's discussion so yeah yeah so like the only light is the fire mind you which we're trying to keep fueled so we have light <laughs> don't need a fire in georgia like it, it's warm but obviously light and he said, no, no, no flashlights. So, and for good reason, don't want to scare anything off. But then after the calls, maybe those, maybe about a, a few sets of calls. It was like, it, it's kind of like when frogs are calling near you and then you make a move and they all stop. But we weren't the ones making the move. Something else made a thunk out there. Not like a rock hit something, like another log hit something, like a log fell on another log, something like that. And this is where it gets weird. Uh, we hear crushing, like in the brush. First idea on my mind and my friend's mind, Black Bear. So he has um, a hand on his gun. I have a hand on my bow. It's a, uh, it's a, a traditional recurve bow. Um, they don't know where the arrows are at, so it's not going to do me much good to just hold the bow. But um, security, <laughs> I guess. So maybe about 50 feet away, a pair of eyes. 
and it's looking right at us. So I don't know how tall it was, but I can tell you, once again, its eyes were massive. And it's staring right at us. So he tries to pull out his phone, get a picture, get something. It It's not doing much good. We have something that looks like eye shine on camera, like just a picture. Video wasn't even going through. It was just this dark and even with the flash, because we did get desperate and try to get the flash on. Nothing. And this is when... <laughs> this is when we almost ruined our pants, it lets out a noise that most definitely was not a bear. It was just, the chilling part was, it sounded like human language, like not a complete sentence, just a word. It it, it sounded like whoop, like a really deep whoop. And that's kind of when even, I'm sorry, even uh, my friend looking at this thing that he, everything drops, his guard drops. This is nothing he's ever seen before. This is nothing he's ever heard before. He knows they exist. Like for him, this isn't like a little, you know, vacation for him. Like he knows these things exist. And he knows that this is dangerous, that this is a living thing. And finally, he stands up a little. And again, other friend, hand on his gun, just in case, and then walks off. Not even sure where it went. And there was no other activity for the rest of that night, which goes into something I heard somebody say a while ago, that if they know you're the, if they know they've been discovered, they don't come back to the area. And that's pretty much what happened that night. Uh, so, of course, I said it'll be important later. The lack of trees. Um, my first guess was it was an owl. Uh, I've seen owl eyes at night. It's scary. <laughs> it's uh, it's enough to send shivers down your spine. There was no trees over there. No trees at all. It was just a field. There was no trees. And <laughs> even now, thinking about it, your mind tries to put things together. You're like, maybe it was a black bear. I look at pictures of black bear eyes on night, which are just as creepy, mind you. They aren't as big, and they weren't as close together as this, which makes sense. Black bear eyes are probably a little more set apart, maybe. Not sure. Um, at least compared to this individual, I think they're maybe the same width apart. I'm not sure. This was bigger than what I saw, though. Because looking back at both, the one I saw was about my height. This one was a had a good foot on it, so seven and a half feet tall, maybe. It sounded huge when it went away. But something I learned on both encounters is that these things won't be seen or heard if they don't want to be seen or heard. Like the first time, which I'm so convinced that was the same one that looked at me over the ridge on the stream, when it disappeared, there was no noise. And when it came out, it was crushing grass on purpose. Like, I feel like they, when they want to be seen, they will be seen. And again, this isn't a mystical way of saying it. It's just like how, kind of like how Jane Goodall says, um, uh, great apes won't be seen unless they want to be seen. 
And that's kind of something I learned about these things. They won't be found if they're like, all right, they just, they're just here cause a ruckus. We're not going to do anything. But I think we did attract them somehow that night. Maybe the fire, maybe the Howard monkey calls. I don't know. But something attracted them that night because supposedly there was about three in the area until that wood knock came. And either one of the two came over or a third one came over. The just And the only reason I say three is because that big one had a much deeper scream or, you know, whoop in quotations than uh, the other ones. And that's pretty much that encounter there. Now, when it made that vocalization towards you well, or your friend, um, did it seem like it was actually speaking to you, I guess? And, and I don't mean that literally, but I mean, did it kind of like, do you understand what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, I know. And I guess you can mean it in the literal sense, like it's trying to speak to you. Um, at the time, I didn't have time to process because that look was what kind of made us all stop. Like, it was like a silence went over us. And it's like, oh, this got real. <laughs> and um, it, I don't, I think it was just trying to, you know, I don't know. Because I don't want to put them in the same category as something like, you know, something a little more primal, like a another predator, like a bear or a dog, where it like gives you a grunt or a little growl to let you know, hey, keep away. Or even how a rattlesnake or any snake in reality uh, rattles its tail in the weeds to let you know, hey, don't come near me, I'll bite you. I, I don't want to compare it to that because it seems so much smarter than that, which is weird because, again, it's at night. But something about this thing. Just let me know it was much smarter than us, not us, than just the average animal in the woods. And so, yeah, I think it was trying to say something. It was just a single, again, quotations, word, look. Um, could have been saying look, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was a bear behind us to save our lives. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, just a single, single word, look. How did you process all of this i mean i i've done my own research and I've, I've gone out in the woods and i've done this stuff that you you know typical researchers do when you're when you're out in the woods but you know to, to hit something like that yeah. where they actually make a vocalization towards you you know that that's almost like winning the lottery in my books you know sort of you know another sighting but you know did you guys well i'm glad it would be for you <laughs> it was for it was for him too but for me, I was about to piss my pants because this was like, I've been in the woods before. I'm in the woods a lot. This is, this is, I've been in the um, Appalachian Trail at night. Um, but again, just looking for salamanders and being aware of bears. This is nothing I've ever seen or heard before in my life. It, and it always, in my mind, goes back to that one lady. She's like, oh, I heard gorillas in my yard at night. It's like, hey, crazy old bag. Like, you didn't hear any gorillas, but then you think back to that. It's like all these people who said they've seen things, all I did was judge or giggle, and it kind of makes me realize, did they see something? Yeah. And yeah. looking at um the map, the maps apparently, it's like Georgia is apparently a hot spot. I was not aware of this. But, um, yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, like, and again, skeptic. It's a healthy mindset, in my opinion. Um, it it kind of makes me realize how many people they got laughed at 
when they saw something incredible or heard something incredible. Now, because there's always um, there's an explanation for everything. Not everything is a squatch. Um, like I said, the screams alone made me think fox. Maybe they were a fox. Foxes produce weird noises. There's something called a vixen scream. It's horrifying. It's a female fox screaming. It's literally horrifying. But these were different. They carried something with them. It was almost like I was saying, I was saying, yeah, there's something there, and something was responding. And being being somebody who who reads a lot, like I it was bound before I came upon some Native American tales, and you know, one of them was "Don't whistle in the woods," which is another encounter, not of me, but one of my friends. She is a turkey hunter. Um, I'll just go straight into that encounter. It's very short. Um, this is not Georgia. This is mid Florida, and which is more swampy anyways. But she's turkey hunting down there. She's whistling a theme song while she's walking back to her truck because it's getting dark. And she had a pretty good day, two turkeys. And she's whistling. Um, and from a distance, she hears another whistle. So while she hears said whistle, um, she she's like, oh, it's just a random dude. She whistles back. About 40 feet into the brush the other way, another whistle. And now she's, I guess you could say, communicating with these things via whistles. Then she laughs and goes, you know, you can show yourself, right? The whistle stops. And, you know, she told me this long before I was even considering Sasquatch. But to this day, I'm kind of just like, hmm, I wonder if she saw anything or heard something that day. A lot of things don't make sense until you add Bigfoot into the equation. And then things started to kind of start adding up. And I mean, it, it, yeah, it definitely sounds, true. yeah, it definitely sounds like you guys were on the same, same road that way. Um, now you got into research though, after, after yeah. your, you know, your initial sighting or encounter with the, the uh, walk and then the sighting itself. But now how far down the road into researching have you got? Nothing crazy. Um, unfortunately life gets in the way and, at this point, it's mostly just in this one area of North Carolina. Unfortunately, I will not give the exact location away or even the city because it's a hot spot for vocalizations. Um, we've got some responses here. So me and him, we've uh, went up there several times on doing vocalizations. We've got some vocalizations back. They sound different than the ones in Georgia, which is pretty interesting. It's nothing drastic, but it's interesting. And uh, so yeah, nothing huge yet, unfortunately, but we are planning a two-week expedition in the United States, and we're really hoping to find something much more significant, because I swear, well, I'm going to stop myself before I even tell this little lie, people would still call it fake. <laughs> if I got this picture, I was going to say this would be the... This thing that changes everything. If I got a picture of this thing or even a video, people will still go, Psh, that's fake. Yeah. People would still go, it's fake. Yeah. So there is nothing I can bring home unless it's a legit body or hand or penis from a Sasquatch that would actually change somebody's mind. <laughs> well, I hope it's I hope it's a hand or a foot first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't want to 
take friends away. <laughs> it's kind of weird how the, the Bigfoot community kind of, you know, they, they really, really are kind of cutthroat towards each other. You know, it's just somebody can post a picture that has yeah, exactly. You know, a, a little bit of you know, maybe a blurry image of a, of a Bigfoot walking away or something. And people just rip that photo to shreds. And I don't understand why. I mean, why be there if you're just going to yeah, critique exactly. everything? Like, I'm, and people are going to hate me for this. I am skeptical of the Parisons film. I'm sorry. Just skeptical. I'm not saying it's fake. Just a little skeptical towards it. And this is going to sound a little closed-minded because it didn't look exactly like what I saw. And I guess that's incredibly closed-minded because people tell me that. That's why they don't believe me. They're like, well, it doesn't look like what I think it looks like, so I'm not <laughs> going to believe you. But I am uh, – this is somebody – this was actually our first bit of research uh, looking at the Parsons film. And, you know – and um. Just examining it, this absolute unit here. I know there's thigh jiggle. I know there's um flexing muscles in the legs, and I, I know it's, it, it's impressive. I will say that, but there's just things in the back of my head where I go, oh, why this? Why that? And to this day, I'm so little skeptical towards it. Um, but again, this isn't me saying it's fake or saying Sasquatches don't exist. Obviously, there's something out there. <laughs> you don't see bipedal apes every day in Georgia, but just interesting. I'm I'm so old skeptical towards it to this day, and the Bigfoot community will attack you for that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I think it's fair that you know everything that all evidence, and unless we like, you know, obviously you know Sasquatch Chronicles and Wes Germer. He's always saying, you know, nobody knows anything unless you bring a body in. And, and he's right. He's 100% right. We don't know until we bring a body. And so anybody's... Unfortunately, yeah, he's yeah. right. Yeah, so anybody's anybody's opinion is just as valid as somebody else's until we have 1,000% proof of what they are. You know, you know. It, from, it, so it, it's, it, it's just weird. It, it just really, really is weird. You know, it, it, so everything should be scrutinized. It's a weird situation, right? Yeah. All evidence really should be scrutinized as well as praised at the same time, if that makes any sense. You know, whether it be a blurry picture or just a footprint. That's that right. Looks... And that, that's right. And that's why me and my friends, when we do this two week expedition, we're not here to bring world breaking evidence because I, I think you and Sasquatch Chronicles are the best. Nothing's going to be world breaking evidence. Jeff Meldrum has how many tracks with supposed dermal ridges in his uh, collection and nobody seems to care nobody's looking at that and going well maybe we should look into this consistent tracks with consistent dermal ridges with splaying toes in different patterns he's either a really good hoaxer or this is a legit thing yeah yeah so we're not here if we find the track heck yes seriously that's incredible if we find hairs and we take it to DNA test and it says, hmm, inconclusive, but it is 94% human. Mind you, chimpanzees are like 98% human DNA. That's a big find still, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Um, if we get some footage or video that somebody's just going to call fake, just for us alone, that's a big thing. Like you said, all evidence should be praised to a degree. Yeah. So I, that's exactly what we're going to do. 
I found some, well, I shouldn't say I did. Me and my buddies found some tracks, oh, geez, about three years ago. Some really, really nice ones. And, you know, we were still kind of new in the whole research game. And, you know, we were, you know, really enthusiastic in this, the, the day after the day we found them. Uh, I took pictures and a video and I uploaded them into some of the Facebook groups and things like that. And I completely regretted doing it. It was just personal attacks and, and just, oh yeah, it was just disgusting how people act towards each other. So, you know, what I, oh, yeah. I, I do actually applaud you for, for, you know, keeping an open mind and being skeptical of things, but, you know, doing it in the proper way, not, not the, not the, you're, oh, you're, you're just a liar. You know, you're just blah, 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 all that kind of terrible stuff that seems to be Holy continuing crap. on. Yeah. Seriously. I, I posted, you can look on Reddit. Um, I haven't responded to any comments. In fact, I, I went straight off Reddit after this. I'm thinking, or at least, you know, not completely delete the app because unfortunately Reddit side of Bigfoot or the Bigfoot side of Reddit does hold some pretty promising stuff. Um, but I just said, I'm skeptical of the Parsons film footage. Not me saying he's a liar. Not me saying Sasquatches don't exist. All I said was, I'm skeptical. The amount of hate I got is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. No, I believe you. It, it just, and, it, it, you know, that's not enough for me to stop. Yeah, people need to kind of come together on this sort of thing. But, yeah, we're a long ways away from that. Let's face it. <laughs> it's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing's going to be. Um, but we're not going to find anything this year. Um, significant, hugely significant, but maybe next year, a year after that, I don't know. But in this year, I just can't find, see us find anything incredible, you know. Because yeah. if we haven't already, then these things, which I do have a theory why they're uh, so elusive and why uh, not everybody's just seen them. Uh, but this isn't me saying they're fake once again, but. If the evidence is eluding us this much, then we're probably not going to find too much in the next year anyways. But that doesn't mean to stop trying whatsoever. Do you want to share your theory? So, it's a lot. Well, you're you're a smart guy, so it's not going to be a lot for you. But I just mean it's a lot, the theory as a whole. Uh, so, it starts with all going all the way back to Europe. Uh some million years ago and those the species of primate which was also found in africa and asia called dryopithecus dryopithecus is who i think sasquatch is um a chimpsa gorilla sized primate with more human-like proportions not like a human but more human-like proportions uh built similar to a chimp but shorter arms so it's closer to us a larger uh, skull for more brain capacity, more diverse teeth, similar to us, which means it probably had an omnivore lifestyle, and more protein means a higher brain function. So my theory is there was a land bridge, which is not a theory, that is a fact. Um, that's how the first humans got here. Um, that across this land bridge connecti connecting was now the United States and Europe and Asia. So when it came here, uh, and this will actually circle back to the big eye theory, so that's going to be cool. Um, so when it came here, it saw monsters. And I mean monsters, cave bears, giant sloths, woolly mammoths, deodons. Uh I don't know if Andrew Sarkis was alive. I don't think so, so I'll leave it out for now. 
and one really scary looking naked primate that was throwing sticks at elephants man and we were probably the most dangerous thing there we're partial of the reason why the megafauna are gone today and so this thing uh dryopithecus which probably not dryopithecus anymore just like we're not australopithecus anymore um decided to do the only thing it could to live it evolved uh why are they so big it had to deal with the megafauna back then when your entire existence is literally wrestling down things like woolly rhinoceros or you know fighting off things like cave lions which were the size of tigers apparently or american lions or having a hold down down the fort against something like a cave bear you need to be big like really big and some of the reports yeah it uh, makes sense like one of them probably can take on the cave bear but five of them probably could but similar to the condor today condors are dying off because the megafauna are pretty much gone where the condors lived or in the range they cover north america it's it, it used to be covered with things like mammoths and woolly rhinoceros these massive hunks of meat and what happened when they died condors would eat them they they're vultures like that's all condors are a big vulture so that's why their population is dying today so i think the main reason sasquatches as we call them or wood apes whatever you want to call them are dying off today is basically the fact that there's no megafauna around to feed their populations and after doing a little research on other animals Gorillas obviously are not relying on um, you know, the whole megafauna thing. But there's a thing about between 200 and 300 uh, cross river gorillas in the wild today. So I would say the numbers are probably similar to Sasquatches, maybe, maybe, maybe more, maybe less. But I know with any animal, you need a minimum of 50 to keep a population heavy. So i think sasquatch populations are very much down so yeah that's my going theory so far the only reason that they're so slim in numbers is because there isn't enough food to carry larger populations yeah that it's almost ready for another podcast altogether i mean that's an interesting subject that you bring up you know is the sasquatch population i would have to you know find in the details a little for that but but yeah (laughs) yeah because I don't support the Gigantopithecus theory at all. No, and, and, and sorry, that's yeah. just me. To anybody that, <laughs> to anybody listening to that, and they're like, "Oh well, unsubscribe to this guy." Like, <laughs> I don't buy it because the the fossil record alone kind of shows that Gigantopithecus had was a quadruped, and the way it lived, it like its teeth alone kind of show that it had one specific diet a lot like a gorilla and gigantopithecus probably more than anything ate only bamboo and the reason their populations are gone is because well <laughs> bamboo pretty much started dying off and only in higher elevations with higher humidity because grasslands are becoming more and more frequent and that's pretty much why gigantopithecus died off i'm sure there's more at play this is a very rough summary at why they're gone. But as for that, that's pretty much 
my only theory. There's a few other species I think could be a contender for Sasquatch, but I do know that they are definitely a primate, and they definitely at some point were related to us closely. I mean, I think the the Gigantopithecus theory kind of comes down to, you know, it's it's what we can relate to, that we can actually physically see models and skeleton structures of, of Gigantopithecus. And so, you know what? You, what yeah, and, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. And believers kind of want to put two and two together and say, oh, well, that's what they are. But, you know, there's always new discoveries of, of new that's subspecies right. consistently happening. So uh, I'm not completely sold on the Gigantopithecus theory either. But, you know, I, I'll keep my mind open. It could be, but mm, probably not. Yeah, absolutely. Evolution has done way weirder things and made us a top tier predator somehow. <laughs> so I'm more than if you can if somebody could actually show me, convince me a little more that Gigantopithecus wasn't just essentially a panda and an orangutan cross, then yeah, I'd buy a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chase, let me ask you one final question before I let you go here. And it's just, it's how answer however you want to, though. Is how do you think that your, your Sasquatch encounter changed you? Has it changed you in any way? Um, I guess the biggest thing for me was the fact that once, you know, I settled down, the whole thing, I, I kind of questioning everything. And that sounds a little overly dramatic, but if you think about it, and this is going to get conspiracy theory real fast, which I normally try not to do. If we're being lied to about that, you kind of wonder how much more we're being lied to about. Because this is big. Like, I always had the idea that there could be something out there, but I didn't realize that they just, you know, will walk by you. And it kind of makes me realize that how many people have seen these things, how many people have know they're out there because if the simple Joe like me, just a simple dude who goes to Georgia just for fun, honestly, just for herping and photography and a small camping trip, you know, knows about them. Then you know that higher people up know about them, like higher up the totem pole of, you know, government and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Like conservation if officers. If I disappear and... tomorrow and you never hear from me again. <laughs> okay. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. If you never hear from me again, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, that's pretty much all it did for me. Like, just made me question some things. Not dramatically. Like, it's, but at the end of the day, it, it did change me, obviously, because this is an animal that, imagine everything you know kind of being a lie. And Sasquatches are a big part of that. Like, a big part of everything we know that, there's this set of animals, and there can be nothing beyond this. It really kind of puts a hole in a lot of things. Yeah, it, it does. But you know what? I think once they do discover, you know, once Sasquatch you know, does get kind of accepted, and I do believe the day is coming where they will be accepted by mainstream science and, and mainstream media and public, you know, I, I think it'll actually might fill in a bunch oh, of it's gaps. Coming. Yeah. I think that the discovery itself will, will fill in some gaps in our own history, you know, dating back, you know, 100,000 years or whatever it might be, whatever the case might be. But I, I think there's some more discoveries coming. And I, and I do believe it will it will involve Sasquatch. So tune in to see what happens with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, right. 
well chase this has been fun thank you so much for joining me on the show today i really do appreciate you taking the time today to come on well of course like thank you i was really excited about that actually yeah me too i, I was really looking forward to this one I, like i said I, I love hearing about different encounters from different parts of the continent so so thank you so much and i do appreciate it all right thank you and for the audience if you guys just want to hang around we're going to close out the show stay there And we're back, everyone. We are back to pull the pin on this one. But before we do that, let's give a huge thank you to Chase. Uh, Chase brought up some very interesting points. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, there's a Gigantopithecus theory that's been floating around for a few years now. And, you know, when it first, you know, when it first kind of made its way through the Bigfoot community as, you know, this is what a possibility is, I was all on board. I, I really was. Um, you know, and then, but in recent years, you know, just as we've had more and more discoveries of different subspecies of primates, I'm not so sure anymore. I really am not. I'm not completely sold on the Gigantopithecus theory that, you know, that's what they are. That's where they came from. It very well could be. Like I, like I said earlier, it very well could be a Gigantopithecus or, or a, a subspecies of that. <laughs> Who knows? But what, what do you guys think? And, and Chase, thank you for so much for bringing up the topic. Uh, I, I really think maybe we should do a, a show dedicated to that, to that very subject. You know, the evolution of Sasquatch, and yeah, and it's probably been done to death. But I'd love to hear your your thoughts and your opinions on it. So, uh, if you're so inclined, send me an email, nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail dot com. I'd love to hear from you. Possibly get your story on the show. I'd love to have that more than anything. <laughs> But yeah, you know what? If you guys have a theory, a running theory on where Bigfoot came from, the evolution of, of the Sasquatch, so to speak, uh, let me know. Bigfoot at gmail.com. But you know what? We've gone a little bit long today, guys. Let's get out of here. Uh, but like I said already, if you want to share your story on the show, contact me at Bigfoot at gmail.com. Or if you just want to talk Sasquatch, uh, you know what? Uh, I did mention, I think I can't remember with when it was but I, I do get emails quite a bit with, with people just wanting to talk about their encounters and their stories and not really wanting to be on the podcast and i'm no expert by any means i'm still learning i'm still loving the learning process of, of the whole world bigfoot world but you know i really do enjoy when i when people reach out and just tell me that you know what happened to them what they think it was and all that kind of stuff and but you know what i, I enjoy reading them anyway so send them in uh yeah let's get out of here guys it's a beautiful day out today finally you know what there's not been a lot going on in the life of sheldon uh it's actually been kind of calm lately and i'm really really enjoying it it, it kind of freaked me out at first because there's been so much stuff happening in the recent months <laughs> when a little bit of calm hits it's a little bit weird <laughs> i will be perfectly honest with you guys but i'm enjoying it i've had my first weekend off and Oh, I can't even remember when, uh, but, uh, all things, are, things are all good over here. I hope things are all good with you guys. You know, this Omicron this virus, blah, 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 going crazy everywhere. You know, just be safe if you're so inclined, you know, what? I'm not going to get into that very, very much because I, I know that's a hot topic right now, but it did run through my house and now my granddaughter has it and yeah it's just a little bit crazy so just stay safe is all i'm saying that's all i'm saying i'm not bringing i'm not left or right conservative or liberal i'm not doing any of that i'm just saying be safe is all but yeah so there's no saturday show this week guys uh but tune in next tuesday i got a really good one for you guys next tuesday so uh tune in then 
And until then, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.